to another episode of Down the Pipeline with Danny Do It All. I am your host, Danielle. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited, per usual, about what uh, the Lord has released me to release to you, okay? This podcast is driven by Romans 10 and 17 that says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. By the grace of God, I am here to encourage you to help build your faith using nothing but the word of God, the rhema from God, which is a spoken word or an utterance, and just to help uh, impart revelation to you, to push you further into the arms of your heavenly father. Okay, if I can just do that for just one of y'all, I will have succeeded. Actually, I've already achieved success with this podcast, no matter how no matter how many people listen, because I have obeyed the Lord. Okay, I would not be here before you if God Himself has not told me to do this. So <laughs> that's what success is for me. Okay. All right. So Listen, it's been a crazy week. Today is Thursday, um, July 27th, and it's been a crazy week, but crazy good. There has been some amazing revelation released to me this week. Um, my God, God is so amazing, and if you really listen hard enough, he always speaks. I'm telling you, like, whether it is literal rhema, like an utterance, a specific word, or just revelation from his written word, his already revealed um, will through his written word. He is always speaking, y'all. So just tap in, tune in to him, to the Holy Ghost. And I mean, I am fired up. If you can't tell, um, it is a it, I'm going to say it's the Holy Spirit, um, but I also just downed an Alani new um, energy drink, so that might have a little something to do with it, but that's neither here nor there, okay? So, again, for the past couple days, well, this whole week, since Monday, since Monday, God has been just dropping, I mean, dropping spiritual revelatory bombs in my spirit okay he has been telling me like monday okay i'm gonna just take you through my week of revelation okay monday he started off strong by saying remember not the former things remember not the former things nor consider the things of old period that was monday so i was like okay i just kept repeating that over and over again that's from isaiah 43, 18, um, remember not the former things, remember not the former things, remember not the former things. So I just kept drilling that into my head. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old, nor consider the things of old. And that was just amazing to me because I was like, you know what? All right, Lord, you right. I'm not even going to dwell on the past. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to consider it. I'm not going to dwell on it. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, you know how we do dwelling on the past. And if you hear me flipping my notebook, no, you don't. And Tuesday, okay, so that was Monday. Monday was remember not the former things. Tuesday, we're still in that same passage of scripture. Isaiah 43 and 18 and 19. Tuesday was I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing 
a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. I have been feeling and sensing a shift in the spirit for a while now, but this is the first time, and I've heard, you know, words on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram, like, God is getting ready to do a new thing. God is getting ready to do a new thing. But this is the first time that he told me that, number one, himself, and that I just felt an overwhelming shift, like overwhelming, like to the point where I'm leaping, dancing around my apartment, smiling, preparing, decreeing, declaring, proclaiming that this new thing is taking place now, that it's taking place now. So that was Tuesday. And as you can tell, this, this episode is going to be um, power packed, okay? Um, Tuesday was, uh, what did I say? Tuesday was I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. And Wednesday, so yesterday, well, no, not yesterday for y'all because you're hearing this on Friday, but Wednesday was it's time. Oh, it's time. I heard that over and over again. And you know what's funny? When I heard that word, I was minding my business. I was doing a word find. My friend gave me, well, I took, I, I, I got this word find friend, this word find book from my friend. And I was just doing it just, you know, randomly, like, let me kind of settle down because, you know, I had been turned up all week. So I'm like, Lord, let me just kind of settle down, relax. Let me do this word fine. And all I heard was it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time. So I was like, oh, okay. So let me put the word fine down and go ahead and open up this Bible. The uh, It's time. And what came to my spirit was Isaiah 60 and 22 that says the least shall become a thousand and the smallest a mighty nation and I yes I the Lord will accomplish it will quicken it will hasten it in its time in its time and also another scripture that came to my mind for its time was Psalms 102 and 13 that says thou shalt arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her yes the set time is come the set time is come the set time is come and Thursday today well today for me is Thursday Thursday, it he said um, he said he said two things. So when I was in my prayer time, he said I was healed before I was ever hurt. I was healed before I was ever hurt, and that really just blessed me. That um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if that's gonna come back around, but maybe somebody needed to hear that before you were ever hurt, before those people ever did that to you, before you were ever betrayed, before you were ever uh, hurt, molested, raped, abused, before you were ever hurt, you were healed. Um, not sure where it is, but in Isaiah, <laughs> there's a theme here, obviously. In Isaiah, it says, by his stripes, we were healed. By his stripes, we were healed. So before you are ever hurt, you are healed. Before you are ever hurt, you are healed. But the other thing he gave me was my eyes are on you. Keep your eyes on me, is what he said. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. Psalm 121, uh, verse 1, I believe, says, I look to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And I could do a whole 35 minutes about that uh, verse 
alone, y'all. I I really want to go into that one, but I have notes, and I probably after th I record this one, I'm probably going to record immediately record that one because that just whoo, it stirred me. I'm I'm telling you, it stirred me. So Psalm 121 says, um, I look to the hills. Where does my help come from? That's a question. That's a question. You're wondering, where does my help come from? And he says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. My God, that is so good. So the theme, the title, the, 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 the subject, it's time. It's time, it's time, it's time. And I want you to take this word back to the Lord. Ask him for confirmation. Uh, this should be confirmation. Um, you know, this should have, this this message, this word should have already been discussed, revealed to you by God. And this should just be confirmation for you. Um, and we know that by the, on the, by the testimony of two or three witnesses, a thing shall be established. So I pray that this is your second or your third witness, right? To that word. Um, but he said, it's time. He said, it's time. It's time for the promise to be fulfilled. It's time for you to do the work for which I've created you. It's time for you to fulfill the purpose. It's time for you to be all that I created you to be. It's time for you to open up your mouth to preach, pray, prophesy. It's time for you to start that business. It's time for you to write out that book. It's time for you to open up the services. It's time for I me mean, to, to offer the services, to open up the business. It's time for you to be released into the world. It's it's time for you to be brought out of the background into the forefront. It's time for you to uh, cast out devils. It's time. It's time for you to build, arise and build. It's time. It's time, y'all. It's time. It's time. It's time, says the Lord. So when um, I started thinking about this word, I was like, you know what, God? I am not going to sit on this word, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to, um, harbor this word, God, you told me to open the pipeline, you told me, you, you have created me to be a conduit, um, for your word and not just a container, right, so I wanted to tell y'all what I'm doing to partner with the word of God, with the word of God. So uh, in Isaiah, <laughs> the Bible says, you know, um, put me in remembrance. And I think it's in another spot. Um, put me in remembrance and let us contend together. Let us contend for this thing together. Let's do this together. So God wants us to partner with him on the word, on the prophetic word, on the rhema, on the utterance. He wants us to partner with him. He doesn't want us to just receive the word with joy and say, amen. No, just like the seed in Matthew where Jesus was given the parable of the sower, just like the seed, is, which is the word of God, which is that prophetic word, which is the written word, you know, it can fall on um, stony ground and it could spring up real quick and be, we, we receive it with joy. Yay. Praise God. Hallelujah. But then um, when trials and tribulation come because of the word, because it will, because of the word, it gets choked out, right? Um, and it doesn't have any roots. So what we're going to do now 
to make sure this um, it's time, this word uh, yields some 30, some 60, prayerfully a hundredfold for everyone under the sound of my voice. We are going to till the ground of our hearts. We're going to till the ground of our minds and we are going to water this seed or the word of God, right? We're going to water the it's time. We're going to water the it's time. So what I've been doing um, and I need to do more of it, you know, per usual, as always, don't we all? What I've been doing is I'm like, all right, Lord. So you said it's time, right? You said to be, to remember not the former things, right? You said you're doing a new thing, right? Bet. Okay. So what I did was I dug in the scripture and I looked for things that said appointed time. I looked for things that said it's time. I looked for things that said planned, scheduled, you know, just anything that I believe that, um, you know, will help, will help me not help God, but will help me partner with God to push this thing out, to push this word out into a manifestation. It's a physical manifestation because as soon as he said it, it's, it was already done. As soon as he spoke it over you, it was already done. So all you have to do is bring yourself into alignment. All you have to do was all you have to do is stir yourself up so that your unbelief, your doubt is not in the way. Get out the way. Okay, so I'm just going to take you into the scriptures that I have, but I encourage you to dig into the word of God, baby, and pull out some of these gems for yourself, for your word. Maybe your word is marriage. Maybe your word is children. Maybe your word is finances. Maybe your word is wealth. Maybe your word is ministry. Maybe your word is wisdom. Maybe your word is increased spiritual gifts. Maybe your word is about, um, um, missionary, you know, in different nations, whatever it is, there's, there, there's, there's a, there's a verse for that. Remember that commercial for Apple? There's an app for that. There's a verse for that. Okay. So find it, stand on it. And, and I promise you it's going to come to pass because the word of God cannot fail. The word of God cannot fail. There's nothing impossible for God. So I am going to take you through my it's time scriptures. Make sure you have a piece of paper and a pen or like a notepad or something, um, iPad or something. I don't know, child. Get something that you can take notes on so that uh, you can declare it's time, right? You can And you cannot declare it just from, you know, just from, oh, yeah, it's time, it's time, it's time. No, God, your word says this, 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 and that. Your word says this, 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 and that, okay? Because it, 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 it's the sword of the spirit. And this is a battle because just like you're contending for your word to come to pass, baby, you best believe that there is a demonic force contending for your word to fall to the ground dead. Okay. Woo. All right. So the first scripture I found was Habakkuk two and three, Habakkuk two and three, which says for the vision is yet for the appointed time. It testifies about the end and it will not lie. Though it delays, wait for it since it will certainly come and not be late. Isn't that crazy that it can be delayed, but it still be on time? 
<laughs> it can be delayed and it still be on time. That's crazy. So again, that's it. That's Habakkuk two and three. It says for the vision, whatever vision God gave you, whatever he showed you, whatever he revealed to you, whatever he told you, the vision that you wrote down, remember, cause Habakkuk two and two says, write the vision, make it plain. So they that, uh, run may see it or they that see it may run with it. One of those two. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It testifies. It talks about. It proclaims. It says. It's a witness to the end and it will not lie. It, the vision does not lie. What God showed you did not lie. Though it delays. Though it seems like it's taking a long time. Wait for it. Since it will certainly. God, thank you. It will certainly come. It's not, it's not going to maybe come. It may not, it's not going to might come. It will certainly come and not be late. Verse number two, Isaiah 40, 31, very familiar verse, right? But those who wait on the Lord, those who wait on the Lord, it does not have a certain time frame, but God said it's time. And you can say, God, your word says those that wait on the Lord and father, I have been waiting on you. I have been waiting on you. You said, God, that you shall renew their strength and they shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not get weary and they shall walk and not faint. So you're waiting on God to bring his word to pass. Y'all you're not waiting on the wife. You're not waiting on the husband. You're not waiting on the marriage. You're not waiting on the children you're not waiting on your boss you're not waiting on man to give you his approval you're not waiting on anything or anybody but God and he promises to give you new strength not yesterday's strength not last year's strength not the strength that you had to use to get out of of the trials and tribulations you were going through five ten years ago no he's going to give you new strength when you wait on him and that new strength is going to allow you to continue to move forward whether you're flying whether you're running whether you're walking that new strength is going to be exactly what you need to keep moving forward amen Amen. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says to everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under the sun. Again, to everything, to that promise that he made you, there is a season. There's a scheduled time for it to come to pass. A time for every purpose under the sun. So I want to ask you this. Who said that this is not your season? Who said that this is not your time? Now is the time to everything. There's a season, right? So this is the season to press into the presence of God. He already showed you what the enemy was up to. Now that's, that may just be for me, but I know this week God has been giving me dreams and he showed me that the enemy is really pulling out all the stops to to keep me in my past, to take me backwards, to set me back, to delay me, right? He's He showed me that in the spirit. So that's why I am warring so hard because uh, Ecclesiastes chapter three also goes on to say there's a time for war and there's a time for peace. And baby, this is the time for war. This is the time for you to fight for your promise. This is the time for you to say the devil is a liar. I'm getting mine and I'm getting all of it okay there is a time there's a to everything there's a season a time for every purpose under the sun amen all right next this is number four second peter three and eight says second peter three and eight says but beloved 
is it beloved? But beloved, <laughs> do not forget this one thing that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. But beloved, do not forget, do not forget this one thing. If you don't remember nothing else, remember this one thing that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Now, I know we feel like we've been waiting so long, so long for the promise to come to pass. But honestly, you haven't been waiting that long. <laughs> you haven't been waiting that long. And it's just it's just like you you're it's just like. Okay, so he says that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as one day. As long as you've been waiting, as long as you feel like uh, it's been a delay, as long as you think it's taking, God can take that and in the twinkle of an eye, he can turn the situation around. Just as slow as you felt like it's coming, as fast. That's, his, that's how fast God can turn it around. That's how fast God can turn it around. So you can feel like you've been waiting 20 years. God can turn it around in 20 seconds because he doesn't, he's not on a linear timetable like we are, days, months, weeks, years. No, he sees, he's the author and the perfecter. He is the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. So he sees when he made you the promise and he sees when he delivers on the promise. And he sees all of that time in the middle. We're the ones running the race. We're the ones who can only see minute by minute, hour by hour, but he sees it all. He knows the time. He knows how long you've been waiting and he knows the exact time he's going to deliver. So just trust him with the time. Trust him with the time because I promise you, he's going to turn it around. It feels like you're going to, it feels like you've been waiting a thousand years, but all it's going to take is one day to change it. One day. He is going to allow you to experience supernatural speed in Jesus name. Next, we have Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope again for I because I but I know you know this but I'm just going to read it again for I know the thoughts I think toward you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope thoughts of peace thoughts of peace and that word peace there means completeness it's it's shalom Thoughts of peace, thoughts of completeness, thoughts of soundness, thoughts of welfare, thoughts of health, thoughts of prosperity, thoughts of contentment, thoughts of tranquility, thoughts of friendship, thoughts of safety, not of evil. I want you to be complete and sound and prosperous and content and tranquil and safe. I don't want you to feel any evil, experience any evil. That's not even in my thoughts for you. To give you a future, to give you an expected end, to give you expectation, to give you the thing that you long for. Baby, that's the literal Hebrew definition of future. <laughs> to give you the thing that you long for. Look in the concordance. I promise you I'm not making that up. I wouldn't do that. 
he thinks he's thinking about, he's excited about giving you the thing that you long for. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God. Okay, next. I know we're going fast and furious, but stay with me. All right. Next, we have Lamentations 3. 25 and 26 lamentations 3 25 and 26 which says the lord is good unto them that wait for him remember just like in isaiah 40 31 he that um he that wait on the lord uh so the lord is good unto them that wait for him to the soul that seeketh him it is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Baby, God is worth waiting for. Not a man, not a woman, not an opportunity, not healing, not money. God, the God of the Bible, the God, the maker of heaven and earth. He is worth waiting for because that brings his goodness. He says here, the Lord is good unto them that wait for him. If you wait for him, he'll be good to you. If you wait for him, He'll be good to you. If you wait and seek him, he'll be good to you. And that word seek there means to seek God in prayer and worship or to seek with a demand. Hmm, that's good. To seek with a demand. It's okay to seek God with a demand because that's what Paul tells us to do in Philippians 4, 6 and 7 when he says, present your request to God. Present your requests to God. You can you can request things from God. It's okay. But you have to want him first. You have to seek him first. And then all these things will be added unto you. And then all these things will be added unto you. All right, next, we're going to do Psalm 102 and 13. I mentioned it earlier, Psalm 102 and 13, which reads, Thou shalt arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, yes, that's in there. Yes, the set time is come. It's like it's affirming. Yes, the time to favor her is come. Arise means to stand up. To come on the scene, to be filled, uh, to be fulfilled, established, or confirmed. He says, Thou shalt arise and have mercy on Zion. Mercy means to love deeply or to be compassionate towards. And Zion, okay, the word Zion means parched place. Mm. What kind of parched place? is in your, what what parched places are in your life what places in your life are parched think about that what places in your life are parched dry desert like desolate <laughs> take those places to the lord and say father you said in your word that you shall arise and have mercy on my parched places. So, Father, the place where uh, in the, my marriage, God, my marriage place is parched. Father, have mercy on me. Uh, on, have mercy in my marriage. Have mercy on my children. Have mercy in my finances, God. My finances are parched. Father, have mercy. God, my mental clarity, my mental health is parched, God. And you said in your word that you would have mercy on my parched place. 
You said you would favor me, and the set time for my favor is come. The set time means season. It means the appointed time. It means the sacred season, the fixed time, or the appointed sign or signal is come, or it means to be brought to pass. When it's the set time, nothing can stop God's favor. Nothing, 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 nothing can stop God's favor when it is the set time. That's why we have to prepare ourselves with the word of God. We have to pray the word of God. We have to say, Father, you said in your word that um, your will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. I know your will is perfect in heaven, God. Bring your will to earth, Father. I want to partner with you using your word. So the next scripture is Isaiah 60 and 22. Isaiah 60 and 22. And I love this one. I love them all, honestly. But this is like one of my top 10 favorites because it says, A little one, because I'm little, a little one (laughs) shall become a thousand and a small one, a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. So I I feel like, okay, I'm just going to make it personal for me. I'm the little one. I'm the small one. I am the youngest one. uh, Well, the youngest out of my three sisters. And um, the word little there means youngest. It means unimportant. Now, I've never felt unimportant in my family, but in other, you know, areas I have felt unimportant. It means diminutive, which means really, really, really small. And then small means insignificant. It means youngest. It means mean. I thought that was very interesting because all the time I was growing up, people would call me mean. People would say, Dan's mean. Oh, don't don't say that around Dan. She mean. Dan, you so mean. You so mean. You so mean. And I took that on as my personality, right? But I you know, I, I, I had to come out of agreement with that because I was like, I, I, I took, again, I took that on as my personality, but um, I wasn't mean. I just, I just, you know, I was selective with foolishness. You know, I don't, I'm not mean. I just, you know, I, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of small talk. I'm still kind of really not. I like talking about stuff. You know, I like having a subject. I like, you know, but... I don't know. I was just, I feel like I was just very serious, but it just, it's just funny that, um, the word of God says small means also mean, but he says, and the small one and the insignificant one, the youngest one, the mean one will be a strong nation, will be a strong nation. And he says that he would hasten it in its time. He would act quickly he said he would he's going to be excited to do it for you. He's going to be in, he's going to enjoy doing it for you. This is what hasten it means. God is excited to do this for his children. He's excited to come through on his word. He's excited to bring his promises to pass. He's excited to see his will performed in your life. And it's going to happen quickly in its time. It's not going to happen quickly before its time. It's not going to happen quickly past its time. He's not going to be rushing it. He's not going to be rushing to make it up. He's not going to, he's not rushing to make it happen. But when it happens, it's going to happen with speed. When it happens, it's going to happen quickly and energetically. When it happens, it's going to happen in its due season. And it's going to happen with speed, with the supernatural speed in Jesus name. 
in Jesus name, in Jesus name. And lastly, um, well, actually I got two more cause I wasn't going to read this one because this one's kind of personal, but I'm going to read it anyway. <laughs> so it's uh, Genesis 18 and 14 and it says, is anything too hard for the Lord at the time appointed? I will return unto thee according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son and Sarah shall have a son and Sarah shall have a son. So I almost didn't want to share this with you. And I, I, I honestly almost did not write this down because this verse is like the epitome of a faith filled verse for me. I am single. I have been single for a very long time. I have no prospects in sight. Um, in my natural sight, rather. And this this verse, to me, was almost too contrary to what I can see with my physical eyes. But then that's when God started talking to me about, you have to keep your eyes on me and what I said. And God has made me some promises about marriage. He's made me some promises about children. And he said, do not shy away from my word. My word cannot return to me void, period. No matter what the word says, my word cannot return to me void. What did I just say to you, Danielle? The little one shall become a thousand and the small one a strong nation. How did I start the strong nation of Israel? How did I start the thousands upon thousands of Israelites? I started it with one seed. I started it with Isaac. And this verse is the verse that he spoke to Sarah and Abraham when Sarah laughed at God. And says, shall I in my old age bear a son? And God said, is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything too hard for me? So think about your situation. Think about the promises that God has made you. Think about how contrary they may look, um, you know, uh, against what you may see with your natural eye. And then ask yourself, is there anything too hard for God? And that question is kind of rhetorical because the answer is always no. <laughs> no, there's nothing too hard for God. And God even says, you know, my, one of my favorite, my favorite passage of scripture, 2 Kings chapter 3. He says, this is but a light thing. This is but a light thing for me. This is easy. This is easy. And another interesting thing about that passage, um, Genesis 18 and 14, is because is, um, the word hard, the Hebrew word hard there, is also the same um, word that's used in, uh, I believe it's Isaiah 9 and 6, where um, Isaiah says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and uh, his name shall be called um, Wonderful. And that word wonderful is the same word that is used in Genesis 18 and 14 for hard. So God is saying there, if, it's, if I can bring a child 42 generations down, um, born of a virgin, if I can bring him, and that wasn't too hard for me, and I'm even calling his name wonderful, then this, whatever you're asking of me, whatever I, I promised you. You didn't ask me for it. I promised it to you. That's not too hard for me. So that word also means wonderful. 
It means extraordinary. It means beyond his power. It means difficult. It means understand or to do. It means too marvelous. So you have to ask yourself, is anything too hard for God? Is anything too wonderful for God? Is anything too extraordinary for God? Is anything too beyond his power? Is anything too difficult for him? Is anything too... Um, too difficult for him to understand or is anything too difficult for him to do is anything too marvelous for God and the answer should always be no there is nothing too extraordinary for God there's nothing too wonderful for God there's nothing too difficult for him to do there's nothing too marvelous for God nothing <laughs> lastly lastly and I know this is a long one Isaiah this is kind of like our anchor scripture right Isaiah 10, oh Lord, Isaiah is, is, is the 10th um, scripture I have here. Isaiah 43, um, Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, and it says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing now, hey, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it or do you not see it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and way and Lord and rivers in the desert. Remember means to recall, to mention, to make a memorial. Consider means to understand, to be discerning or attentive and to consider diligently. So he says, don't even think about, don't even mention the former things, the past struggle, how it didn't work in the past, how you've been hurt in the past, how you've been swindled and bamboozled and hoodwinked in the past. Don't even remember that. Don't even try to understand why it didn't work out before, how it didn't work out before, how you went wrong before. That's what he means by nor consider the things of old. And why does he want you to leave all that in the past? Because he's doing a new thing. When is he doing it? Now. Now it shall spring forth. Now it shall spring forth. Now it shall spring forth. And he says, shall you not know it? Other translations say, do you not see it? This is why we have to keep our eyes on him. Do you not see it? He says, I'm going to make the impossible possible because he's going to say he's going to he's going to make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert not ponds not streams not a little trickle here and there he said rivers baby it's going to be more than enough rivers in the desert mm -mm 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 -mm. and the desert is a desolate space it's solitary he's going to give you refreshment where you've been alone, where you've been in, in solitary. Wilderness means an uninhabited land. My marriage is uninhabited. My finances are uninhabited. <laughs> My, you know, ministry is uninhabited. My family is uninhabited. But what did he say? He's going to make a way, a path, a route in your uninhabited land so that people can travel through, so that things can travel through, so that money can travel through, so that your husband, your wife can travel through, so they can get, there, so they can get where they need to be. Oh, God. Y'all, 
I know. It was a long one. It was a long one. But we will be back in a couple weeks. Um, I'm going to have some more content for you. Um, but I want you to drill these scriptures down on the inside of you. This is straight from the word of God, straight from the mouth of God, the mind of God, the heart of God. And not only is the written word from the mind of God, you are from the mind of God. You are his workmanship. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You, he knitted together in your mother's womb. So he loves you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to come through on his promises. And he's not slack concerning his promise. Remember, a thousand years to him is but a day and a day like a thousand years. He's going to do it. And it's time. So just remind him. Put him in remembrance of his word. Give him no rest. And scour the word of God for any and every scripture that pertains to your promise, to your situation. And I promise you will be encouraged by what you find, what he shows you. So I pray that this blessed you. Um, make sure you f interact with me um, at Danny Do It All ENT on Instagram, um, at Down the Pipeline Pod on Instagram. Make sure you um, subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you leave a rating, uh, leave a review. And share this with someone who could use the encouragement. Thank you so much for listening and for hanging in there for these 40 minutes. <laughs> and um, I love you guys. And I'll talk to you very soon. Bye.